This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I know you were pumped up, Grandma. I know you are pumped up when the bases were loaded there in the ninth inning. But how yeah. much has that driven you crazy all year when they get the bases loaded with nobody out? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought it's like when you said, you know, like before, and I thought, well, it's time to break this habit. I mean, you know, you can't keep doing this. It's time, Mariners, you, you, you get up to, you know, face up to it. Be men. That's what you're getting paid for. <laughs> yeah. And they did. Yeah, they, I mean, you know. So what was the stress level on your 92-and-a-half-year-old heart when you were watching that bases loaded? Then we get oh the, my pop, God, we my get the two pop-ups. Level. We get the pop-up from Ford. We uh, we also don't get anything from Rojas. What was your feeling right there? Oh, terrible. I mean, I was uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I just, I just could, you know, but I just, I don't know. There was something that I never gave up, really. You know that old saying, don't give up till the fat lady sings? Yeah. I mean, how many times did you run to your refrigerator tonight? <laughs> hey, you know what? I have uh, my non-alcoholic beer and my little can of tomato juice, and I didn't open it tonight because I figured it was too late. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I've been, wait- I've been waiting to have that. Not out that O'Doul's with my tomato juice. So what's going to have to happen for you to have that O'Doul's and that uh, can of tomato juice? When we when we win these next three games. Yeah, I mean we're in the stress cooker. Uh, I know other people in the family been telling you the Mariners are done, and it drives you crazy. And then, and then I get the brunt of all that from the text messages to tell you not to listen to anybody. I don't. I just. I don't give up. I just. I just. I just come back with a. a then I. I get a hold of you, and then you tell me, and then I tell them. Yeah. So you were asking me earlier. Uh, you want to know what's going on with all the playoff scenarios, right? You yeah. Know? So. Basically, what is going on is if the Mariners can just win these next three games, not four anymore, the next three games, and Houston loses two or three, the Mariners are in. If the Mariners win two games and Houston can only win one, they're in. There's also Toronto, you know, the team that you you can't, one of the other teams you can't stand. Uh, If they uh, can only win one more game and the Mariners win all the next three they're in. Then there's some scenario where if we sweep Texas and Houston loses and there's a three-way tie between Texas Mariners or yeah, Rangers Mariners and uh, the Astros, then it goes to uh, the division record because the Astros have beaten the, Rangers more, but then the Rangers have beaten the Mariners more, so it's kind of like a three-way thing, and then oh. 
the way that so it's confusing as hell. Myron, how come it shows us one game out where there's a line and we're down one game? One game from what? The wild card. We are one game. That's why we got to win as much as we can, and we got to help. We got to hope that Arizona can beat Houston. And you also you mean that yeah the diamond you mean the Diamondbacks can win or beat Houston. Yeah, that's what we need. But the Diamondbacks also need to win right now because they're fighting to to hold on to their playoff spot. Yeah. So we want the Diamond Houston the, the, them to win over Houston, right? Yeah. So how yeah. this month of September has been pretty much agonizing, hasn't it? Up until yeah. tonight. It's all right, it's been. Blood pressure up, blood pressure down. Yeah, especially coming off of August, uh, you know, everything was good. The coach and Julio, I mean, uh, Scott Service and Julio get together. Everybody wears those track suits. They thought everything was going good and everything has gone bad. Uh, Do you still have a a few bones to pick with uh, the front office and Scott Service? With the the what? The manager. front office? With the Mariners front office? Or or the manager. Well, the manager now, sometimes I go, I, I think he's sitting, but sometimes I think he's standing there asleep, and you, you're saying, pull that guy, get him out of there, get him out of there, and he doesn't do it. And right. then, then I, other times, he lets the pitcher get four and five runs on us. That's hard to catch up with. Well, yeah, the Mariners don't have that great of an offense, or, or I should say they don't have a consistent offense. It's They like to go to sleep. Uh, you don't see a lot of scoring. But luckily we got guys on our team that keep everybody going, like A.U. Henio yeah. Suarez. Well, those guys seem like they, they're all, they're, they're a good, they're a close team, like they keep each other up. Julio, he's always rooting for everybody. And they all seem like they like each other. Yeah, they do. So, Especially yeah, Eugenio. He's kind of like the leader of the guys, you know. Which one? Eugenio Suarez. Gino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I I get a little mad at Teo because... Uh, Teo? I, I, yeah, I know. I call him Ferendez. That's the way I always say it. Ferendez. Now, I know he hits good, but sometimes it's just pop up. He, then he can, then once in a while he gets a home run in that. And when you go back and look at his batting record, it's, it's pretty good. But when I want him to come through, sometimes he just pops up. And then I get so annoyed with these doubts that pop up, uh, ground out, you know. I get so sick of hearing that. Especially the pop up. Yeah, well, you can't get mad at the announcers. You got to get mad at the players. Um, so, <laughs> what do you think about Julio's season this so far? Pretty good season. Yeah, I think I think he's come through pretty good uh, towards the end of Kitty because for a while Julio was getting up there looking like a windmill. I mean, hitting at everything. One, two, three, sit down. Yeah, but. Somebody must have had a little talk with him or he had a little uh, uh, extra help or something. 
because, you know, and then I get a little irritated with Ty Brad, but he is a good first baseman. But he gets up there and he swings that bat around and around and around and he strikes out. <laughs> and I always say, okay, Ty, your wife knows you're up there. You've swung that bat enough. Now let's get down to business. Yeah. Uh, you know. And remember, you said that he—he he, uh, sometimes you feel like he spends more time combing his hair than he. Uh, yeah. You've told me some of your, one of your favorite, my favorite texts that you got to say about Ty Francis. You said that he spends more time combing his hair than he does in the batting cage, getting ready for the game. Yeah. He used to. He used to. First thing he used to do is get over there on first base or when he got to take his hat off. You know. So that everybody or turn it around or do something so everybody can see his face, you know. But I noticed that he's he's very he likes to visit over there on first base, you know. Yeah, he likes to visit with a guy who's made it that far, you know. And so, then how about Cal tonight? Game one, I mean, game one of the series, he gets up there. He got the tough pitcher. They make him swing right-handed instead of left, and look what he does. He leads off the inning. Oh, yeah, he can, he can do either way. Now, I I heard that uh, these pitchers for uh, the Rangers coming up are, are left-handed pitchers. So we're going to have to get right-handed batters, right? Yeah, I, gu- I guess so. I mean, that's that's the way the game is played now, where you play matchups where i rather have just the best, hottest players in there. Uh, we didn't see Kelnick in this game. We didn't see yeah. Canzone in this game. So uh, I'd like to see those guys. Those guys are fun. But look, look, at the end of the day, JP, he's been coming up big for us all season. Well, ever since, ever since JP was hurt and he came back, He's been terrific. Yeah. I think. You, you could know. tell when he was gone how much the team needed him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. excited were you tonight when JP got that hit? I mean, oh did my it seem like it just hung up there forever and ever? It, feel like, it feels like he saved the season. Well, it seems like to me, I couldn't tell whether it was going to be a foul, a home run, or back there in the corner if that guy was going to get it. Yeah, because he was you know, kind of jogging already, and I thought maybe he already had it all lined up. Yeah, but then then it looked like he just held the ball and didn't throw it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what were you? What was happening at home? What was happening at your house when that happened? I how how did I feel? Yeah, what was going on? Oh God, I was. I was yelling and screaming all by myself here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was hooting and hollering and having a good old time. And then uh, Hannah and uh, Amanda, Amanda, she turned it off because she got so nervous. She figured it was a loss. And then I'm, I'm trying to text Hannah. And I'm trying to text Amanda and tell Amanda that what is that guy to, to turn it on to see what happened, you know. It is it was such a festive indeed. Yeah. Well usually yeah. you say when me or my sisters or any any of the Sumners on my side of the family go down to T Mobile, we get too many of us down there, it's bad luck. Well tonight was pretty good luck, me and my sister were down there. So Well, I I, I said the 
uh, little Heidi brought us luck tonight being there, so <laughs> I guess I'll let her go to another one. Maybe it was, but I, I like, I like when you send me, uh, the, the little video things of what's going on and the crowd. And then I see that Scott, uh, is that his name? Scott, the manager? Scott Service. Yeah. He, 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 he wants people to come out tomorrow. So please come to the game, he said tomorrow. Because he figured that, that that roar of that crowd is what really helped everything. Yeah, he's taking a page out of what Pete Carroll and the, Mike Holmgren did with the Seahawks. Uh, the yeah. 12th man, he calls it the 10th man. Well, you saw the videos I sent you. I was right there, right behind the plate tonight. And uh, it, it, it was... It was electric in there you especially when oh, the roof yeah. when the lid when the roof is on that place it's extra loud in there it was shaking jp when he got that hit you know it, it, it was i guess those announcers i guess they they couldn't believe it uh what's her name angie is it she said that the, those announcers something she she was trying to get a hold of it they couldn't even hear her Oh yeah, that was oh Jen Mueller. Yeah, she couldn't get a hold yeah. of she couldn't get a hold. Um, it was loud in there. And then you saw uh, Julio come over and throw a couple of buckets of ice Gatorade on on JP. I I don't think I I just saw the end of that part throw because I think I was trying to check to Hannah and them. Uh, I know that you love JP and you love Julio the most, uh, but so. And you got Julio's ball, and you got Julio's sign ball, you got Julio's yeah, jersey. Yeah, that's another thing. I I took Julio's shirt from hanging on the bookcase uh, yesterday, and I put it over on the love seat, and with 44 showing out, it's, it's all smooth down there. You know, the back the back of the love seat, then it comes down on the seat, and, and all you can see is big 44. So, I'm leaving it that way, because it worked yesterday, right? Right. And it worked today. And well, then, then I was wondering, should I... You know, ball players are superstitious. They either don't want to change their underwear. <laughs> I was wondering. I had a purple sweater on, so I keep wearing the purple sweater. Yeah, you got to wear that purple sweater. In fact, when I was leaving T-Mobile Park tonight, when I was going down the escalator by the home plate entrance, the last thing that one of the workers said to me when I was going down the escalator, he goes, he saw I had a rye bread and mustard uh, sweatshirt on. He goes, nice sweatshirt. You better wear it tomorrow if you're coming back. You know you can't change it. And I said, yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I'll be wearing this tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, Grandpa used to say that those, those guys wouldn't change their underwear, you know, if they were women yeah. or hit. Yeah. Superstition <laughs> is a big thing. Yeah, a big thing in baseball.